0: off the bus, shake off the where you came from dust Grab your guitar, or walk down the street Sign says Nashville, Tennessee I- Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show here on KALA HD2 106.1. This is Schistel Speaks Sports, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, October 26th, and it was a pretty rainy and cool day here on the campus of St. Ambrose University and in the Quad Cities area. So, just kind of looking at where we are right now, fall sports coming to a close here In the coming weeks, some sports have already finished, some sports are in their last week or so, and some sports like football, they still have a couple weeks left to go, but you know, sports for the fall term are slowly coming to a close, and then other sports like basketball are going to kind of get going here soon, so I'll talk about them just a little bit near the end of the show, but let's start things off for this evening with some cross country. In the world of cross country, both the men's and women's teams competed in the Blazing Tiger NAIA Classic this past Saturday, the 21st. For the men's team, it was an 11th place finish out of the 23 teams competing. The women's team, a 19th place finish. Coming up for the bees, it's the CCAC Championships from Sunset Hills Park in Valparaiso, Indiana. Though the time is still TBA, the meet will be held on Saturday, November 4th. Good luck to both teams as they get set for the conference championships and for cross country. You know, it's one of those sports that I don't talk about a lot. Um, I am not a avid runner myself, but I, I will say an 11th place and a 19th place finish, not very uh, on par for this team, I guess you could say. They're normally placing in the top 10, a lot of the time in the top five so it's one of those things where, you know, it might have just been an off meet, but I wouldn't look too deep into it, especially with the CCAC championships coming up, because I think that the bees have a very good chance on both the men's and women's side of things to kind of flip the switch and turn it around and come home with some very high placements, even possibly a first-place conference championship win. So very excited to see how the CCAC championships go. Again, that's on November 4th in Valparaiso, Indiana. So there's going to be an episode. No, there actually won't be an episode. Yes, there will. There will be an episode in between. I'll talk maybe a little bit more about it. We'll have to wait and see. But once the CCAC championships come to their end, I will talk more about the results from that. Now for bowling, both the bowling teams took a trip to Wichita, Kansas for the Mid-States Tournament. Looking at the men first, it was a second-place finish out of the 32 teams competing. The Bees had a total score of 10,715, and the team had two Bees placed in the top 10 individually. Cameron Crow took second place for the Bees with an amazing day from Wichita, and Lucas Finley took ninth. So, again, bowling not a sport I talk about often. I'm not very in tune with it. You know, I don't know all the correct terminologies. I don't know all the patterns, necessarily on a bowling lane, but I will say it's always nice when you're placing in second out of a very large field and you have two individual bowlers in the top 10. Looking at the women's bowling team from Wichita, it was a fifth-place finish out of the 24 teams competing. The woman totaled 9,080 as a score and made it as the fifth-place team into the top eight tournament. In the tournament, the Bees beat number four seeded Oklahoma Christian, and then were eliminated by the victors, Mount Mercy, in the second round, which is technically the semifinals for the little tournament. Uh, I don't really... I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm pretty sure the seedings of that tournament don't play a huge factor, because if so, you would think the Bees would be a top four team when it's all said and done, but... Again, don't necessarily quote me on that because I'm not entirely sure as to the, you know, ins and outs of the bowling teams. So, coming up for these red-hot bowling teams, it's the Five Seasons Classic in Cedar Rapids this weekend. The women's volleyball team had one game this week, taking on Indiana Northwest from Gary, Indiana. The Bees swept the Red Hawks, three sets to none, in not necessarily dominating fashion, but also not necessarily close fashion. In set one, it was a close game, with it coming to a 25-23 victory for the Fighting Bees. The Bees followed that up with a 25-19 victory in set two, and a 25-14 victory to complete the three-set sweep. The Bees racked up 44 kills total in the game, with Mackenzie Grafton leading the way as usual, with 15. Coming up for the Fighting Bees, they take on the conference leaders Judson tonight here at Lee Loman. Then, it's a final home game against Indiana South Bend Saturday at 4 o'clock. Now, the Bees currently sit in a tie of second place in the CCAC, with three games left in the regular season. They'll all be big-time conference games, so good luck to the Bees, And again, you know, you look at it, you got the conference leaders tonight. It's a great opportunity for the Bees to kind of turn things into a positive, you know, maybe narrow yourself in the first place race when it comes to getting seated in the conference tournament. So it'll be very interesting to see how these last couple of games go for the Fighting Bees. Uh, I will talk more about them when they're all said and done, but... We'll, uh, we'll see, and good luck to the women's volleyball team for the Fighting Bees. Now, looking at wrestling, there is actually wrestling coming up. The wrestling team has only competed in their little intra-squad exhibition uh, meet on Wednesday, October 11th here at Lee Loman Arena, but you know, really didn't talk about it because there was no scores. However, their first actual meet will be coming up this Monday, the 30th, as the Bees travel to Fayette, Missouri, to face off against Central Methodist. Uh, The time is TBA for when it is actually going to be played, but it'll be very interesting to see how it goes. This is a conference meet for the Fighting Bees. And just looking ahead on this conference schedule, there are kind of a... Real mix of teams that you wouldn't really expect the bees to wrestle against. You know, you've got co-college, which I guess is normal. William Penn, Graceland, uh, all of those are normal. But then you've got schools like uh, Joliet JC, which isn't a normal school, I would think, for the bees to play. You got Northern Illinois, the MAC school in NCAA Division One. So it's very interesting just to kind of see the differences in the different kinds of schools that the Bees will be wrestling up against. But good luck to the Bees as they take on Central Methodist. Again, that's Monday the 30th from Missouri. Uh, The time is still TBA, but if you want to keep track of that, if you're a big wrestling fan or you have a family member or a friend or somebody like that on the wrestling team, you can check it out at www.saubees.com, and then just click on Sports And look into the wrestling tab. One more sport to talk about in this uh, first half of tonight's show. And that sport is, once again, a sport that I don't actually think I have ever talked about. And it is the St. Ambrose Esports team. Uh, I myself am... Not a big gamer by any means, so this is a sport that, again, I really don't have much to talk about, but it is the Heart of America Conference uh, League of Legends Conference Tournament, and just looking how the standings are set, by the way, it is hosted by Park University, and the competition's will take place Saturday, the 28th. So this Saturday, you can watch it on the Heart Twitch channel. So Grandview has the number one seed. They will be taking on number four, Park. Uh, That is at 11 a.m. And then the Fighting Bees have the two seed. They'll be taking on Culver Stockton in the Heart semifinals. That will be at 2 o'clock p.m. So this is actually the first ever League of Legends conference tournament that the Heart of America will be hosting. Uh, The event, like I said, will be taking place in the Parkade. That's a little fun name, the Parkade, uh, in the underground of the Park campus in Parkville, Missouri. The SAU Culver-Stockton battle will be the second semifinal scheduled to take place at 2 p.m. And then, like I said, once again, Top Seed Grandview will take on Park in the first semifinal at 11 a.m., each game will be a best of three series, and the Heart of and the Heart Championship will feature the two semifinal winners competing at five o'clock p.m. again on Saturday. So once again, fans can watch the entire conference tournament on the official Heart Twitch channel. And once again, if you go to saubs.com and you click on the link, kind of explaining this, uh, you will see Heart Twitch channel is in bold letters, and that, if you click on it, is a clickable link that will take you directly to the uh, Twitch link. So it's a kind of busy time so far, at least even just in this first half for, you know, SAU Sports, and we will actually be taking a look at one more sport, and that is... Swimming and diving as both teams for the men's and women's side of things took on Quincy. Looking at the men's team first against Quincy, it was a 115 to 102 victory for the Fighting Bees. And then on the women's side of things, it was a 128 to 81 victory. So both teams moving in the right direction after some somewhat slow starts to their seasons, but You know, obviously there's only one way to go, and that's up if you're starting slow, and that's exactly what the swimming and diving teams have been doing. So very excited to see, you know, how they can continue to perform throughout, you know, the rest of their season because they are a team, or really they are made up of a couple teams that are very strong and very good year in and year out for the Fighting Bees. So I know it's a little bit early, but that's going to do it. For tonight's first half of Chicago Speaks Sports. When I return, it's SAU Soccer preparing for the postseason, St. Ambrose Football getting ready for possibly the hardest game of the year, and a basketball preview. I'm Ryan Schistel, and this is KALA HD2 106.1. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with the whole new family, too, so I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa KidsNet at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. Having trouble keeping up with some of your favorite sports teams? If so, tune into KLA KALA HD2 106.1's award-winning Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ryan Schistel and David Meyer. We talk about the biggest sports stories and news, as well as give updates on scores and records from around the leagues. Unsportsmanlike Conduct is live from 7 to 9 at night on Wednesday nights. It's Unsportsmanlike Conduct on KALA HD2 106.1 on Wednesday nights from 7 to 9. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air, saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800- Three two six three nine four two. The emergency communication center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W one A W out. Hi, this is Coolio. I have it. You have it. We all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives be a lifesaver call one eight six six from you that's 1-866-376-6968 toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today well i caught my wife with another man And it cost me ninety-nine On a prison farm in Georgia Close to the Florida line Well I've been here for two long years I finally made the warden my friend And so he sentenced me to a life of ease Taking care of old Red Now, Red, he's the damnedest dog that I've ever seen. This is KALA HD2 Davenport and K291 BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University sports radio show. Schistel Speaks Sports, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. It was cross country bowling, volleyball, wrestling, swimming and diving, and eSports all in the first half of tonight's episode. Now it's soccer, football, and a little bit of basketball talk. Fair warning this show might end a little bit early, but we're gonna have to wait and see on how it actually goes. So starting it out with soccer on Saturday, the men's team picked up a crucial eight to nothing win. Against Calumet, putting up six goals in the first and two in the second. Six different bees scored in this game. Jorn Reck and Keaton Johnson both netted two goals apiece for the Fighting Bees, as Sam Flello, Charlie Lineart, uh, Justin Tackett, and Eli Elliott all netted one apiece. Unfortunately, The Bees dropped to Viterbo on Tuesday, 2-1. After falling down 2-0, Justin Tackett netted his second goal in as many games in the 65th minute, but unfortunately it just wasn't enough for the Fighting Bees to try to get momentum and put in the tying goal. With one game left in the regular season, the Bees currently sit in 10th place, of the conference, but only two points out of the final spot in the conference tournament playoffs. The Bees play Governor State Saturday and what is a must-win game for the Fighting Bees. Not only is it a must-win game for the Fighting Bees, but at the same time, it's one of those things where you're also going to need some teams to lose, and those teams are St. Francis and Holy Cross. So, just looking at, you know, where everybody sits in the men's soccer rankings, uh, it is going to be a very hard game for the Fighting Bees to beat Governor State as Governor State sits at 7-2-1 in the conference. So, they are currently in second place, and they're only one point behind the leaders in Olivet Nazarene. So, really, Governor State is also playing to try to get the number one seed and win the regular season conference championship, which would be huge for the Jaguars, so, you know, it's it's not like the Jaguars are just kind of sitting there like, all right, this game really doesn't matter. This game has quite a few implications for the Fighting Bees. Looking at St. Francis of Illinois, their game for the final game of the year will be up against Calumet, which Calumet is in last place of the conference. They have not won a conference game yet, so... Unfortunately, St. Francis playing arguably the easiest team in the conference. Looking for Holy Cross. Their season is actually completed. They most recently lost to Trinity Christian on Saturday. So actually, going back on what I said, uh, Holy Cross really does not matter. Because if the Bees win, they overtake Holy Cross. It's now just a matter of St. Francis and if Calumet can pull off an unbelievable upset. Um, you know, obviously it's something that you hope for. St. Francis and only cross uh, both have 14 points. The bees at 12. Again, if you are not very big on soccer, if you win, you get three points. So that would bump the bees up to 15. Uh, if you tie, you get one point, And if you lose, you get no points, but here is kind of what is the big deal for this men's soccer team. If they win, they move to 15. But if St. Francis ties, they tie for 15 at what would be that final spot. And St. Francis beat the Bees earlier on in the year, 3-2. to So realistically, just you know the way that my mind would think it would work, St. Francis holds the tiebreaker over the Fighting Bees. So it would be a long shot for the Bees to make it. For the women's soccer team, the Bees won against Viterbo 2-1, extending their winning streak to 8 in a row now, and they've won 9 of their last 10. At the half, it was one to nothing Viterbo as the V-Hawks scored in the first 10 minutes of the game. However, Taylor Desplinter netted a 70th minute goal to knock things up at 1 apiece. Caitlin Brunson would then follow suit and would net the game winner in the 87th minute for the Fighting Bees. The Bees now retain first place in the conference, now two points above Trinity Christian. The Bees have one game left, taking on Governor State Saturday at 2 o'clock. The Jaguars sit at the bottom of the conference, and really it's second to last place in the conference for women's soccer. So the Bees enter this game as a heavy favorite, and I do find it kind of funny that the Governor State men's team sits in second place, while their women's team sits in second to last. So, like I said, the Bees are a heavy favorite entering, you know, this final game, and let me just kind of take you through a little bit of a rundown on how it would go. Bees win, they take the conference. If the Bees end up tying and Trinity Christian wins, the Bees, like I said, should still have the number one seed because we beat the Trolls earlier on in the year, so if it's how I would think, the Bees hold that tiebreaker. Uh, However, If the Bees do end up losing to the Jaguars, Trinity Christian will need to tie or lose for the Bees to retain the first place spot. If Trinity Christian wins and the Bees lose, Trinity Christian will jump the Bees for first place. So good luck to the Bees uh, in both sides of things, especially the women's team, as they look to have home field advantage in the entirety of... Of the CCAC Women's Soccer Tournament. Also, I believe, I know I talked about this a little bit last week, I am 99% sure that I remember correctly, if the Bees win and they have first place at the end of the regular season, the Bees automatically clinch a spot in the national tournament and the conference tournament still obviously matters, but there's not as much pressure riding on you. Now for football. The struggles of the St. Ambrose football team continue into this week as the team had their record fall to 0-7 over the weekend after the Fighting Saints of St. Francis, Illinois, spoiled St. Ambrose homecoming, beating the Bees 55 to nothing. The Bees had 149 yards of total offense, adding three interceptions and one fumble to the mix. The Bees also committed nine penalties, giving the Saints 137 yards. So looking ahead into this week, it's arguably the hardest game of the season. The 15th 15th ranked 4-3 overall St. Xavier Cougars now come to town as the Bees get set for what is truly a toughie. St. X is... Very good on both sides of the ball. So to me, scoring fast and scoring often is imperative for this Bees team because St. X is going to be able to find the end zone quite a bit just knowing the way they run their offense. So here are some of my keys to this game. First off, we talked about it at the end of the broadcast uh, in last week's homecoming game. If you're the Fighting Bees, what I would do this week, you pick a quarterback between Tom Casey and Joey Sprinkle. A lot of the time this year when... Both guys have been healthy. They kind of switch off if one is kind of playing a little bit ugly. To me, I think you got to pick a quarterback this week and stick with that guy. And you got to try not to switch unless it is absolutely necessary by necessary. I mean injury and, you know, obviously hoping for no injuries in this game. Or if, you know, the guy is just playing a very bad brand of football, which I really don't see happening uh, out of these two guys. Now, to me, i not trying to pick favorites, but here's really how I look at it as a fan point of view and in a broadcaster point of view. Tom Casey is a senior, and I actually really like the way Tom plays football. I know there have been some times that, you know, we might have gotten a little hard on Tom, but that's only because we expect the best. And, you know, Tom does his best to bring the best 24-7. Tom is a senior, and I understand you want to play your senior's, you know, final year, end of the season, stuff like that. But Joey Sprinkle is either a redshirt freshman or a sophomore. I can't remember off the top of my head. So the way I look at it, Joey is kind of your future uh, for the next couple of years. So I would personally play Joey, just try to give him as much time to improve his game as possible. My next... uh, Key point here, limit penalties. SXU is not a team that you want to give any breaks or free yards because they will take advantage of it. They are a very well-coached team. They've won national championships not very long ago. So, you know, they're one of those teams, if you make mental mistakes, they will take advantage of it. My next point, crucial plays. Bees need to convert on third down when they get into the situation. You know, obviously third down efficiency is one of the biggest parts of the game. And uh, last time out for the bees at homecoming, the bees went two for 15. So, you know, if the bees are, are going to go into this game and looking for their first one of the year, you gotta have that percentage go up because two for 15 is obviously, you know, not a good percentage. It's 13%. So, Hopefully, it can go up from here. Good luck to the bees in this very hard matchup. KALA will be on the call here on KALA HE2 106.1. Now for basketball, the final sport of tonight's episode. Coming up in about a week, St. Ambrose basketball is set to tip off both of their seasons on the men's and women's side of things. Last year, the men went 5-20 overall and 4-16 in the conference. Now, was it the most ideal season for the men? No, but the team battled through a lot of adversity, both on and off the court, and battled well through most of the season in many tough games. Now, the men have one game this week, but it is only an exhibition match. Next Wednesday, November 1st, the Bees will travel to Carver Arena in Peoria, Illinois to take on Division 1 Bradley. The women last year went 16-13 and overall and 12-8 and in the conference. The season ended when they got bounced out of the CCAC tournament, losing to Olivet Nazarene by 40 points. It'll be interesting to see how the Bees women's team plays this year as they graduated a few pretty good seniors and they have a new head coach in Zach Exume. Coming up for the women's team, they take on Clark next Wednesday from Lee Loman Arena at 7 o'clock p.m. That game will count towards the records. I hope to have an interview with either the men's head coach in Ray Shevlin or the women's basketball head coach in Zach Exame for next week's episode because I'd really like to sit down and talk to Ray. You know, he's got such great stories from his long tenure here and his playing days. And then, you know, with Coach X, uh, I think I've only really ever met him once and it was just a brief meeting. So I know I'd like to kind of pick his brain about how he wants to play this season moving forward. But for right now, that is going to do it for the final October episode of Speak Sports. I'll have scores and updates from the games I previously talked about in next week's episode. As some sports come to an end and some sports get their seasons ready, I'm super excited to see how all of these teams finish or begin their seasons, and I have many high hopes for the different sports. But for now, that's all I've got. I'm Ryan Schistel, and you've been listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and go Bees!